the sermon this morning was going to be from the stable to the table. From the stable to the table. I'd like to tell you this morning, I came up with that topic, but I didn't. I copied it. And, uh, but I just love that topic. From the stable to the table. And you will understand why I named it this particular topic. Because I'm going to share with you briefly. And then we're going, Miss Antoinette is going to come. And we're going to serve communion. So we're going from the stable to the table. What better way is there to celebrate the incarnation of our Lord than to Meet him at the table. The word took on flesh and dwelt among us at the table. And we pray for ordinary bread and wine to take on spirit and become for us the body and blood of Jesus Christ. We enjoy every Friday night a time of prayer at 7 o'clock. You're invited. But after our prayer time, we take communion I love communion. I love partaking of communion. The bread and the juice is a type, certainly, of the body and the blood of Jesus Christ. First of all, let's journey to the stable. We find joy during the birth of Jesus Christ. Read with me Luke chapter 2, verses 13 and 14. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. One translation says to all men, to all men, to everyone, whether they accept it or not, whether they receive Christ, whether they ever honor him as Lord of their life, his grace, his mercy, and his love is to all men. This, of course, and all of us know this, uh, probably it's the story of the shepherds. Can you imagine being out on the hillside? It's dark. Now, we don't know anything most of the time about dark. Because we live with uh, lights, uh, city lights, car lights. We live with lights. I was raised in Sampson County on a farm. We didn't have light. The only light we had was a lamp. And it was dark when that lamp was not lit. Dark. Can you imagine being on the hillside and it being dark? And all of a sudden, there's a great light that shines from heaven. And then there's an angel. And the Bible says that the shepherds that were watching their sheep were sore afraid. I mean, they were extremely afraid. All of us probably would have been. And the angel said to them, don't be afraid. So this morning when fear comes knocking at your door, Sin faith and hear the voice of God saying, don't be afraid. Yeah, but the doctor gave you a bad report. Don't be afraid. Yeah, but the children and the grandchildren are doing, doing thus so. Don't be afraid. Listen, 
What's happened in Washington and Raleigh and all the other places, don't be afraid. And that's what the angel said to them. But there was joy. Now notice as we go down to verse 20 in the same chapter, verse 2, then the shepherds return, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them. But the angel told them where to go. They went to Bethlehem, and there they found lying in a manger a little baby. That baby changed their life. They came with rejoicing. There's something about Christmas that we enjoy not only being happy and enjoying the gaiety of Christmas, but there is a deep, settled joy in the knowing the babe that was born that night. There's a great joy in our heart. The joy of the stable, the gift of life. Jesus, my friend, in that manger, that baby speaks volumes. The songwriter said, do you hear what I hear? I wonder this morning if the world can hear what some others can hear. I hear profoundly coming from that manger, coming from that little baby, says, I want to give you life. I want to give you joy. I want you to have life and have it more abundantly. They came right here and rejoiced in the Lord. You know, I think about this whole issue of the birth of Jesus and Bethlehem and the stable. Why was he in that stable? Why? Because they came to Bethlehem and they came to the inn. They came to the hotel, but they did not have room. As I think about that scripture and about that occasion, I think about how people today, they don't have room for Jesus. Jesus said that the fox have holes and the birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. Have you invited him into your heart? Have you told him, Lord, I have room. I'm not going to let this old world crowd you out. I'm not going to get so busy, so carried away until I forget you. Have you, my friend, will you make room for Jesus Christ? The gift of life in that manger. The gift of forgiveness and reconciliation in that manger. And I'm saying today, come to the stable, claim your gift, accept and enjoy the blessings of this babe lying in a manger. We celebrate at the table what was purchased at the cross. Could you go with me down to number three, Roman numeral number three? The journey to the stable. I'm sorry, to the table. The Lord's Supper speaks of death, yet it speaks of the death of Christ. Yet it is, it is the subject of 
lying. The Eucharist, which it is called, is not a prize for the perfect, but a powerful medicine and nourishment for the weak. So when we come today, as Antoinette serves this great, great, great presentation of the body of Christ and the blood of Jesus, let's understand that as we come to him, we come humbly. We come examining ourselves. We come to the Lord Jesus Christ. The joy of communion. There is no greater joy on the earth than the joy of the Spirit of God. A heart of joy, Luke 24, 32. I hope I put that down, and I did not put that down. But it was a story. I love this. It was a story of two of the disciples that were walking on their way from Jerusalem a short distance to a place called Emmaus. This is after the resurrection. Of course, most of us know what's going on. They crucified Jesus. And then some of the women said, oh, he's risen. And the story got out. But these two disciples were walking on their way to Emmaus talking about it. It, made me, it was the great headlines in their newspaper. It was the great revelation revealed to them. But they were talking about the event and the events that had just taken place. Then there's this stranger. All of a sudden, he comes and he joins them in his walk. And he walks with them and they talk. Can you imagine? Can you imagine seeing, meeting, talking with Jesus after the resurrection? What a powerful time in fact the bible says that he began to open i love this he began to open the scripture to them talking about these two uh, men on their way these two disciples on their way to emmaus jesus is with them talking with them he's revealing to them the scripture he just simply spiritually and supernaturally he opens the word of god to them they get to their place, they get to their house, and Jesus is about to go on down the road. And they said, wait a minute. Come and, come and stay with us. Come and have a meal with us. And Jesus said, okay. So he goes in, they prepare a meal, and they sit down at the table. And when he takes the bread and breaks that bread, there is a greater revelation and they really and truly see him as he really is. And then he's gone. Whoop! He's out of here. He's gone. And they look at each other and say this. I love this. Did not our hearts burn as we walked along the way? You ever have a warm heart? Now, they weren't talking about heartburn. They were talking about a move of the Spirit of God. They were talking about God touching their lives. You ever had your heart to be warm? You know, babies can warm your heart. Words can warm your heart. A beautiful song can warm your heart. 
But these disciples, these two men, their hearts were warmed, certainly by the precious presence of God. And lastly, this joy is a divine gift that does not leave us during times of illness, during times of poverty, during times of oppression, and during times certainly of persecution. Many of us have gone through some hard times. Some of us have faced life-threatening illness. And yet during that time, we have the Spirit of God to come and give such a consolation that it's a, really not an understanding of the carnal or natural mind. You can't understand that. When I had can cancer and the do doctor told me that I had three months to live three years ago. Three months to live. I can't tell you how that hit me. It was like a Mack truck almost run over me. I could, it's almost my head was spinning. And I went home that night with that troubled soul, troubled, three months to live. I went to bed, lay my head on my pillow, and I began to weep and cry before the Lord. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, true story, the presence of the Lord came in that room. And I can't tell you how. I can't explain to you what happened. But I received the peace in my heart, a peace that passes understanding. And I've had that peace ever since. Did not God warm our hearts? Thank God. Thank God. I don't care what you are facing. I don't care what you see or have heard or anything that's going on. I don't care what you hear on the news. I don't care how the devil tries to bring fear and trouble. If you just come before the Lord, warm up to him. Let him warm up to you. Put your arms around him. Let him put his arms around you. He'll give you a peace that Satan, the world, nobody else can take away from you. It's a great peace. I hope all of you have or certainly will receive that peace. The manger that we see here, the replica of what was in that stable that night, the manger. You know what they use the manger for? Here we have the Bible and the crown. But you know what they use the manger for in the stable? To put the food in for the animals. The food. Well, when they laid Jesus Christ in that manger, the bread of life was laid in that manger. He is our food. He is our sustenance. He is our sustainer. And laying in that manger was not food for a cow, not food for an animal, but laying in that manger was a savior of the world. Precious, precious sustenance for you and I. We celebrate at the table what was purchased at the cross. Let me hurry and end this. We celebrate 
what was purchased at the cross. I could not help. I could not help but think, Brother Dan, as I was reading and studying this sermon, what did he purchase? What did he purchase? What are the benefits of that stable and this table? What are the benefits? I thought of a covenant. I love this. Uh, the old and the new covenant. Our ladies went out this past week. How did you get all those ladies in your house? My goodness. Enjoying themselves, but they did what is called the ornament exchange. It gets vicious. It's not, it doesn't get unsanctified, but they're serious about those ornaments. I came home after Sister Carol got home, and she had this beautiful. I said, where'd you get that? I got it at the ornament exchange. The ornament exchange. But I'm telling you this morning that Jesus Christ took and exchanged the old covenant for the new covenant, the old covenant for the new covenant. Jeremiah, the weeping prophet, puts it this way. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant. A new covenant. Did you know what? You say, Brother Don, what are you talking about? What's covenant? I mean, that's, that's a word I don't hear and we don't use often. If you have a Bible in your hand, if you have a New Testament, testament and covenant, those two words are inexchangeable. Or if you got a covenant, you've got everything in that testament is for you. It's new. The old covenant was for a specific people in a specific place and time. The new covenant extends to the entire world. In other words, the new covenant is for you and me. And when you read that New Testament and those words jump out to you, that's for you. Hallelujah. It is for you. The benefits of the new covenant. And I believe that there are many people that are ignorant of the great benefits of the covenant that God has provided for us. First of all, there's forgiveness of sin. Boy, we can shout and dance for a long time. That Jesus Christ has forgiven me of my sins. I remember as a nine-year-old boy, I went down to an altar in a church in Clinton, North Carolina called Butler Hill. And there was a lady preaching that night and she gave the invitation and I felt like I was the worst criminal in the world. And I hit that altar, went to the altar and I started saying, Lord, forgive me. I'll tell you, I had an exchange at that altar that night. The sadness, the brokenness. I was raised in a home where there was anger, where there was alcohol, where there's abuse physically, where there was profanity over and over and over again. 
and I was a messed up nine-year-old boy. But when I went to that altar, he exchanged that. And I felt something I had never felt before. I'd been going to church. But that night, the Spirit of God convicted me of my sins. And I exchanged that heartache. I exchanged those bad memories. Oh, I still had them. But let me tell you something. There was a joy that jumped up in my soul that keeps jumping up in my soul today. He'll exchange the, the great exchange, the old covenant. And then there's the eternal life. Not just life here. And boy, do we have it. But eternal life. To spend eternity the old covenant, I couldn't say this about. Christ lives in me and I in him. There is nothing like the fellowship of Jesus Christ. He said, I'll be closer than your brother. He's not only close to us, he's right here. If you don't have him, you can. And it's the greatest gift in the world. You can get a car, you can get a house, no matter what you get for Christmas, but there is no gift any greater than to receive that baby that was in that manger and that went to the cross and rose for us and let him live through the Spirit right in here. This joy is a divine gift that does not leave during times of trouble. I was asking the Lord, Lord, how can I close this? What can I say? Because I want a response. And this highlighted verse that you see at the bottom of the outline. May we journey to the stable. Then to the table. And may our journey not end until we kneel at the cross with repentance and total forgiveness. The journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. And the journey, if you don't have him in your heart, to Jesus Christ begins with one step. Standing to your feet. When, no, I'm not asking you to stand. Standing to your feet. Coming to this altar, that, that step, wherever it's at, wherever it's at, doesn't matter where, it can be at church, it can be at home, it can be in your bedroom, it can be driving down the, the highway in your automobile. But wherever you take that first step to him and say, Lord, forgive me, wash me, I accept you as my personal Savior, he'll forgive you. What a journey. It doesn't end there. It doesn't end at the stable. It doesn't end at the table. It doesn't end at the cross. It's in when we're walking on streets of gold in the very presence of the almighty God. And you're talking about this being beautiful today. It is nothing compared to what God has prepared for you and I. Can you imagine the decorations that he's got? Can you imagine the beauty? Can you imagine all the, listen, can't even imagine it. We look forward to that 
into that journey in the very presence of an almighty God. Bow your heads with us as we pray. Father, we're so thankful. We're so grateful because of this precious journey. Thank you for the birth. Thank you for the angels. Thank you for the wise men. Thank you for Joseph and Mary. Thank you for Christmas and the beauty of this great, great story. Thank you, Lord, for that, that night when, Lord, you ordained this great table oh, and left us to receive it as a remembrance of you. Touch every heart and every life as we partake of this. Jesus said, as we move into our communion, the Amplified, for this is my blood of the new and better covenant, which ratifies the agreement and is being poured out for many as substitutionary atonement for the forgiveness of sin. And Antoinette, my last verse, it goes like this, the same verse, but it's the living Bible. For this is my blood, Jesus said that night. This is my blood. Sealing the new covenant, it is poured out to forgive the sins of multitudes. From the stable to the table, we're going to ask the ushers to come forth. Come on. As we prepare our hearts to take communion, we're gonna ask that everyone stand, come out in the center aisle, and return to the side aisles.
everyone been served? Praise the Lord. I love that song. It just blesses me so much because I understand the power and the presence of God's blood for us. It's powerful. From the table, from the stable to the table. The blood of Jesus. Blood, the bread was in the stable that we're eating up today. The blood was in the stable. The bread was in the stable. Jesus. And so this morning, we're going to partake of the, the bread and the blood. Would you stand, please? The, power, the, the pastor gave a powerful message this morning. He wants us to remember the life that Jesus provided for us. And it started in the stable. Then he died and was resurrected so that we can come to the table because of the blood of Jesus. Say amen. I want to invite anyone who's a, a believer to come and fellowship with us this morning. Whether you are part of this church or you're visiting, we want you to be a part of partaking of the bread and the blood. If you've accepted Jesus Christ, you can partake. You can partake. The blood would never lose its power. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let's have a word of prayer. Father, thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for the stable. That we, because of the stable, we can come to the table, Jesus. Thank you, Father, for the blood that you shed on the cross for yeah. our sins. Not because we were so good, but God, because you made us righteous. Thank you, Lord. We don't take it for granted. Yes, Lord. Thank you for how you blessed us, how you restored us. We ask God that you will forgive us for our unrighteous ways. Yes, Erase, erase the mess that we've done, Lord. We thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you for how you've spoken to us and how you've drawn us near to us. And Lord, today we pray for somebody. We ask God that you touch somebody today, heal somebody today. Yes, Move on somebody's heart today, Jesus. Somebody that's broken, Lord, bring healing to their lives. Somebody that's in despair, Lord, give them hope. We thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you for the blood. We thank you for the bread. We ask your blessings on it. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody said, amen. amen. The scripture says in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23 through 26, it says, the Lord Jesus, on the night that he was betrayed, while he was eating, Jesus took bread and he broke it and gave it to his disciples and he said to them, take, eat, this is my body which was broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Will we eat it? It goes on to say that in the same manner after the supper, he took the cup saying this cup is a new covenant in my blood. Whenever you drink it, do this in remembrance of me. Drink ye all of it. 
For whenever we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death until he returns. Amen? Yeah. Amen. Remain standing, if you will. We were singing that song. I felt the wheels. I felt like a brother in the church on, that I was raised in. He'd get up and get the praises of the Lord and shout. And he said, I, I, he couldn't even hardly talk. I, 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 I tell you folks, I just had a tub of honey turned over my soul. You ever felt that way? Have you ever had that tub of honey, God's precious honey? The blood that Jesus that He shed for me way back. Forgive me, Brother Matt. Sing the song. Leave me out of it. I just can't hear you. <laughs> I didn't know what you said. I can't hear you. Yeah. Before it reaches? Start all over again. I'm trying to, I'll, I'll try not to mess you up. Let's praise God. Come on. Let's, let's worship the Lord.
reaches to the high. Yes, mountain. You got a mountain that needs reach. Come on. It flows. Ilaba shata the blood gives me strength from day Sing it again. It reaches, reaches. Here we go. It reaches. Boy, it reaches. sermon is what I want to deal with right now because we're going to come to the altar in just a moment. One of the greatest benefits of the cross is healing. Don't want to say amen. Can I, can I read to you two translations of Peter? First Peter chapter 2 verse 24 who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree that we having died to sins, might live for righteousness. And then he says here, by whose stripes you were healed. Isaiah says, by whose stripes you are healed. Peter goes further. We were healed. Listen, I'm going to read the Amplified. He personally carried our sins in his body on the cross. Wow. Willingly offering himself on it as on an altar of sacrifice so that we might die to sin, becoming, I love this, immune from the penalty and the power of sin and live for righteousness, for by his wounds who believe have been healed. You and I have been healed, but let's pray this morning prayer of faith as we sing that one more time. I want to challenge you. Step out in the aisle and come. I want to end this around with, with praying around the altar. It reaches to the highest mountain. Come and pray with us. We're going to pray for those to be healed that's sick today. Come on. Everyone step out in the aisle with us.
God's healing power is in this place today. It's been here. And he's always here, but it's been here in a very prominent way in this service today. And I believe there's going to be people healed. Maureen, I wouldn't be surprised if you got out of that chair and ran. I mean that. Or maybe I might be. I don't know, but I believe God is moving in this place today. If you need healing, if you need God to touch your life, Maybe you've drifted away from the Lord. Maybe you're not active as you were with the Lord, but you want to be. You want the Lord to restore your first love. That's what I've been praying lately. Lord, restore my first love. I want to have the same burden for the loss that I had when I got saved. God, restore that back to us. But right now, if you need a touch in your body, touch in your life, will you just slip up your hand? We're going to come in agreement with you. All right, here we got one. Now I want you to, you prayer warriors and prayer team, we have one, two, have, have one here. We need some ladies right here. Need some ladies right here. And we need some ladies right here. Come on. And then we need over here, this brother. We need some men back here. He's got a beautiful Christmas red sweater on. Anyone else? Thou art the Lord that healeth me or something. Thank you. Come on. Pray out. Pray out. Believe the Lord. Don't Let's not hold back. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we believe you to minister to these that are sick. Lord, they're feeling poorly. Strengthen them. Move by your healing virtue. Lord, we pray over them. We lay our hands on them. We anoint them with all. And we ask God right now in the name of Jesus that you would heal these bodies. Now I want you to receive that by faith. Receive that by faith in Jesus, Jesus' holy name. Hallelujah.
I want to pray for several families. I feel that there are several families that have been under attack. Your home has, has been a place where the enemy has tried to bring separation, division, confusion. Your home has been under attack for several of you here. And we're going to come in agreement. And if need be, I want the husband, if he's here, or whoever, I want you to take uh, oil, even if you have to get cooking oil or something, and go around the house and pray over the house, uh, anoint it with, with oil. And Satan has no authority in your home. And I want you to take the authority, and I want you to rebuke the enemy, and I want there to be peace that will reign in that heart's home. Satan, we come against you in Jesus' name, and we command you to take your hands off of the homes of God's people, and we command freedom and joy and liberty. Oh, God, touch these homes in Jesus' name. God, we command sickness to go. We command confusion to go. We command an environment that's not pleasant and pleasing. We command it to go. Let the environment in these homes be pleasant and pleasing. Let there be peace and tranquility. Yes. Amen. That just puts, listen, that just puts the capstone on this, what I just said. Take all, anoint all, but take time to turn off the television. Take time to turn off the, the phone, the radio. And take time to listen to God. Hear what thus saith the Lord. You say, Pastor, how can I hear God? Read the Bible. Be open with the Spirit of God speaking to you. There are different ways, but God is going to speak in Jesus' name. Now receive your healing. I am the God, Brother Matt, one more time. I am the God. That he let thee. I love it. I am the Lord, your healer. I sit my word. Sing it, congregation. Everybody, here we go.
I hear those angels on that hillside. I hear those angels singing with you. I can hear it. You say, Brother Don, you're crazy. No, I'm not. God has sent a host of angels. <laughs> Sing it one more time and listen with spiritual ears. Here we go. Sing it out. Antoinette, thank you for such a presentation. I hope you fastened your seatbelt and went on this journey with us. It's a wonderful journey. Amen. Now, we're going to journey again. Amen. We're going to journey to the cafeteria. We're going to the table where you've already planned a good meal at your house. We're going to journey to Bojangles. I like Bojangles. We're going to journey in fellowship. Don't get so caught up in everything that you don't forget to love each other. Tell somebody you love them. Turn around. Tell somebody. God bless you. Tell somebody you love them.